Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Top 10 reasons for baptism in Jesus' name. And by way of introduction tonight, I simply remind you that the word baptism or baptize comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to put under or to bury. And that's what we do when we baptize. We take someone and we place them under the water. They're buried. And they come out of the water in a type of the resurrection of the Lord. And I think that we recognize that it's important, it's necessary that we are baptized in the name of Jesus. Mark 16, and 16 tells us this, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. This is quite a clear verse. And if you want a, if you want a straight shooter, just read from the book of Mark. And Mark was a straight shooter. And his interpretation of that message that was given by the Lord right before his ascension was this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. What he's saying is if you're a believer, there is action that goes with your believing. You can't just say, well, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Or, or I be- if you really believe something, you'll walk. I mean, if you, if you believe that stove is hot, you know, you'll be careful about it. But if you don't believe that stove is hot, you'll just touch it. You'll not be careful. I heard about some, some boys that they raised up in a log cabin, had an old Ben Franklin stove in the middle of the cabin. They had to get up in the middle of the night a lot of time to, to go, you know, work the cows or milk the cows, whatever. And they'd get to pulling those blue jeans on on a cold night, and they'd bend over too close to that, to that heater when they're pulling those jeans on to go out, and they'd a part of their bare skin would touch, uh, would touch that heater at a wood stove, and they'd get a blister when they did it. And they soon learned you had to be careful when you do this or you'll get burned. And if you believe and you know something, it's not a matter of it might be hot. It's a matter of it is hot. And if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he said the Bible, that he that believeth and is baptized. In other words... In other words, your belief is action, and it results in baptism. If I believe, then I get baptized. Okay, so he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be, be damned. The same passage in the interpretation when, when Matthew wrote it down. He, he, he got this part of the message in verse 28, 19 of Matthew. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. And it was, it was this commandment of, of absolutely go ye therefore. In other words, this is your responsibility to go and to teach and to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And please understand that when he said the name of the Father and Son and Holy Ghost, he was talking about a singular name. You can read it right there on your printout. It's, it, is, um, it, is, it is not, there's no S there behind name, but there is a, a singular, a singular purpose in that word name. 
And what he's saying is the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Ghost. And we, we happen to understand that there is one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, there's one God who is above all, through us all, and in us all. And we also know that his name is Jesus. So we baptize in the name of Jesus. And in Jesus' writing, is, you're going to baptize in the name of the Father. In other words, the Creator. And you're going to baptize in the name of the Son, or the one who manifests himself in flesh, me. And you're also going to baptize in the name of the Holy Ghost, which is, that's the comfort that's coming. And it's going to be with you and it's going to be in you. But it all has a name. And when, when the creation took place, it was Jesus that created everything. And we saw Jesus manifest on the earth. And then, then when we are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, we understand and know that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And it's Jesus living within us. And so when we baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we baptize in the name of Jesus, which is described when those three different positions of him being the Father in creation, the Son in, in manifest, manifestation, and the Holy Ghost in emanation, when we see his Spirit emanate in our life today. Therefore, Jesus commanded him to go and to teach and baptize in his name, in the saving name of Jesus. Therefore, tonight... I simply want to not talk about the necessity of it. I just want to talk about top or ten reasons why we do this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. First off, the tenth reason is this. Baptism is how sins are remitted. When we go into the water of baptism and we come out, that is how our sins are washed away. It's not figurative it is literal. We, have, we are expected to literally be baptized in water. There is an expectation in us that we are to go under the water in baptism and come out, uh, come out washed and new. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. The most basic of apostolic scripture. The very foundation cornerstone of the new birth experience. Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You must understand that baptism is how our sins are done away with. It's washed away, it is remitted, and it's gone at that point of baptism. Oh, when we repent, the Lord forgives us. But there's that handwriting of ordinances that, are, that is against us. And he forgives us for them. But when we go into the water of baptism, they're not just forgiven. Now they're washed away and they're forgotten. Never to be brought against, never, never to be brought against you again. Baptism is how sins are repented. The ninth reason, the ninth reason that we baptize in the name of Jesus is this. That the Samaritans were baptized in the name of Jesus. Revival had broken out in the area of Samaria. Philip had gone there. He'd begin to preach and teach about this new birth experience. And he began to baptize men. And things began to happen. Miracles began to happen. And there was demonic things that were happening. It was just a, a, a wonderful, a, a tremendous display of spiritual activity. But you read in, in Acts chapter 8 where there's a little statement that says they were baptized in the name of the Lord, but none of them had yet received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And beginning in verse 14, when the, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John who when they came down 
prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For yet there was, for yet he has not fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, they, were, they were moving in obedience. And, and the portion of their obedience that they could do on their own was they could be baptized in Jesus' name. They could submit to baptism. They could hold their hand and say, I'm going to be baptized. They could wade out into the river and they could be baptized. They could go, they could say, Pastor, it's time I got baptized. And they were baptized. That's what they could do by making a profession of faith and obedience and submission by being baptized. But they could not feel themselves the gift of the Holy Ghost. But after they were in obedience and the men of God came down and laid hands on them, then... They were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you, folks. Let me understand, understand something. There's necessity of baptism. And the only, there's two parts of your salvation that you can do. First off, you can repent. You can repent and you can be baptized. That's all you can do. The rest is up to the Lord to accept your repentance, to forgive you of your sins, and, and, and then to remit your sins and remove that handwriting of ordinances that was against you. And that's what happens when you come out of the waters of baptism. The record is washed away. Amen. Amen. The eighth reason that I want to talk tonight, the reason that we baptized in Jesus' name is this. Uh, Peter commanded that the, that the house of Cornelius be baptized uh, in the name of Jesus after that they had received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you remember the story in Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 10. Peter's on the rooftop asleep in Joppa. He's taking a nap in the afternoon, sunny part of the day, laying up there just catching some, some warm sunshiny rays and he falls asleep and while he's napping, he has a, a vision. And in that vision, a large sheet comes down and the corners are unfolded. He sees all of the unclean animals that they're not allowed to eat by custom. He sees those things and he hears the word of the Lord say, hey Peter I want you to rise up and kill and eat these animals. And Peter said, no Lord I've been taught these things are unclean. I can't touch them. And the Lord says Peter understand what I make clean you don't call unclean. And at that moment in his dream, he comes awake and there's somebody knocking on the door. And it's a messenger. And it's the servants of Cornelius. And Cornelius is a good man and a righteous man. He's heard of Peter. And he sends his, he sends his servants to Peter's house to invite him to come and preach to his family. Peter arrives at Cornelius' house. And he begins to preach. He makes this observation that Cornelius is a just man. He's a devout man. And he gives his alms. In other words, he's faithful. He's devout. He loves God. And he pays his ties. I mean, I mean, this is, it just doesn't get much of a better report uh, from the man of God. And so that's going on. And Peter began to teach them and preach to them. And the Bible says as he was still preaching, he wasn't through with his sermon. He was still teaching. But the Spirit began to give witness and bear witness to the words that he was saying. And before he could finish up, uh, the first person, I don't know who it was, but somebody in Cornelius' house uh, began to lift up their hands and respond to the Spirit. And before long, the household of Cornelius uh, was speaking in tongues, having been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they were filled with the Spirit as Peter yet spake 
those words. And at that moment, Peter looked and realized the Holy Ghost has come into these people that are not Jews. These are Gentiles. These are folks that he hadn't seen anybody that wasn't Jewish yet received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so it's at this point that Peter realizing that the Holy Ghost is not just for the Jewish folk, but he realized it's going to reach across the boundaries and it's going to be also for the Jewish, for the non-Jewish or the Gentile people. And it, that's when he said, I can't forbid these people to not be baptized. It was at this moment, Acts chapter 10 and verse 48, that, the, that Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then they prayed, then prayed they him to tarry there certain days. He closed that message out. You received the gift of the Holy Ghost and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Uh, understand Cornelius was a military leader. Under, uh, Cornelius understood authority. He, he understood the giving of commands. And when he received the command from the man of God to be baptized in the name of Jesus, uh, he was used to giving orders because he was a good man to accept orders when he was to take them. And so when he received the commandment to be baptized in Jesus' name, he led his family to this gift of baptism. He led this family to this place where they would be dipped in water and they would come out and their sins would be washed and remitted away. He followed the commandment. He understood how to follow commands. We live in a day that nobody wants to follow commandments and nobody wants to be obedient. It's, it's a rebellious and an untoward generation. But let me challenge you to recognize the importance of being water baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Reason number seven. Because Paul rebaptized some good folk who had already been baptized before. Acts chapter 19. It goes this way. And it came to pass that while Paulus was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed to the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And there he found certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there is any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And their reply was this, We were baptized unto John's baptism. But you must pause here and realize, John baptized unto repentance. I mean, John took them to a place uh, of baptism there in the wilderness. He took them and he would baptize them. And it was a sign that they were repenting. But, but these, you could just say these were just religious folk. He ba I baptize you under repentance. I baptize you under repentance is, what, is, all that, is all that John was doing. But Paul said that it was important for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. So when they said they'd been baptized in the John's baptism or unto repentance, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which would come after him, which is Christ Jesus. Amen. So, so John told him, you're following after me, but there's somebody else coming. You disregard what I say when he gets here. And so, verse 5, when these good followers of John the Baptist had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at that point, there was not just a baptismal service, but there was a rebaptismal service. Because it was important that they be baptized and buried in the waters of immersion, 
with the name of Jesus being pronounced across their life. And then verse 6, when Paul laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues, and they prophesied. So the number seven reason we baptize the name of Jesus is because Paul rebaptized some folk who hadn't been baptized in the name of Jesus in Acts chapter 19. The number six reason I want to talk to you about tonight that we baptize the name of Jesus is this, is that our sins are washed while calling upon the name of the Lord. Our sins are washed while calling upon the name of the Lord. Paul's testimony of his conversion in Acts chapter 22, he tells this story two times in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 22, he's sharing the story of conversion in which, he, in which in the middle of this story of conversion, he tells of how he was commanded to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And you remember the story. He's riding on the donkey. The, the, he, he, he's blinded. He, finds, he falls off the donkey on the road to Damascus. He's blinded temporarily. And there's a voice that comes booming out of heaven. And Paul begins to talk to the voice. The Bible says the men that are with him, they can see the light, but they can't hear the voice. It's like Paul's gone crazy on them. And Paul Paul says, who art thou, Lord? And the voice booms back to Paul. This is Jesus whom thou persecuted. And so, so the voice begins to give Paul commandment that you go into the city. And you wait at a certain place. And when Paul arrived there, he stayed there for some time. And while he waited, the Lord began to work upon a good elderly gentleman by the name of Ananias. He was an elderly statesman of the church. He'd received the Holy Ghost. He was a faithful man. And he, he was afraid to go, but he, he followed the command of the Lord. And he went and began to tell Paul what was happening to him and what needed to happen. And in that conversion experience that Saul had during that moment, it was in that conversion experience that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name, and his name was changed from Saul to Paul. Paul's telling that story in Acts 22, and he says this. Um, he, he says these words, Ananias commanded me to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And now why tarriest thou? He's quoting Ananias. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling upon the name of of the Lord. Uh, when he came to that conversion experience, uh, that man of God spoke into his life and said, Saul, what are you waiting on? Aren't you tired of what's going on? Quit waiting and quit dragging your feet and quit hanging around. Let's be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the process of that, we're going to wash away the sins of your past. So when we go into the waters of baptism, we wash away the sins when we call on the name of the Lord. I don't want, this, I don't want to be ugly or rude, but if you're not baptized with the name of the Lord pronounced over you, your sins have not been washed away. You got wet. It's a good step of faith. I mean, uh, it's, it's a great process, a step in your walk with God. But the Bible says it's important to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And at that moment, our sins are washed when we call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Number five reason that we are baptized in the name of Jesus, and that is we're baptized into Jesus Christ and we're buried with him. We're baptized into Jesus Christ and we're buried with him. Romans chapter 6 verse 3. Know ye not 
that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. In other words, what he's saying is Jesus died and he went to the grave. And when we're baptized, we're baptized into Jesus Christ. And so we're baptized into the grave with Jesus Christ. And so we're placed under that place of, of water. And it's in that moment that we realize that we're buried with him in baptism. The next verse. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. And you get the picture now. You're buried with him in baptism. And you're resurrected up and we should walk with him in newness of life. Baptism is a type of death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord. Let's move on. Number four reason, and that is the name of Jesus is above every other name. The name of Jesus is above every other name. And this is not a lesson about the name of Jesus. But you could just start quoting verses about the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus, and all, all that comes with that. But right now, we're discussing the necessity of baptism in the name, in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is high and holy, and it's above every sin. Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And of things in heaven. And of things in the earth. And the things under the earth. And that every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When we're baptized in the name of Jesus, we take on a name that is above every name. We take on a name that's higher and more lofty than any other name in the world. You've got to think about that. Because when you take on his name, you take on his authority and his power. Now, I know my wife is really thankful that she carries my last name. Because when she married me, before she got to me, she was a Thomas. And I transformed her into a smith. And with that came all the power and the authority that goes with my vast wealth. And my vast portfolio. And I opened doors for her. I opened doors for her. Because she has my name. And she, just, she can just say, I'm... I'm that Smith lady, and this thing's happened for her. I hope you recognize the tongue-in-cheek that she's been locked out of a few places because she was connected to me. But when we take on the name of Jesus, 
we arrive with authority. And when we take on the name of Jesus in baptism, we've been buried and baptized into Jesus Christ. And we take on his name and we're resurrected him in newness of life. And we arrive with power and we arrive with authority. That's the reason when, when your, work, your co-workers need somebody to pray for them, they want somebody that has been baptized into the name to pray with them. And they want, they want a good old-fashioned holy roller to believe with them when they're in trouble. And they want somebody that don't mind making some noise and worshiping it because they know those are people of power because they're people of the name. And the name of Jesus is higher than any other name at all. And it gives you great authority when you begin to pray in the name of Jesus. And when you begin to cast out devils and work in the spirit in the name of Jesus. And you have that power because you took on his name in baptism. The number three reason that I want to talk about the reasons that we baptize in Jesus' name. That we're supposed to do every single thing that we do in name or in deed. In word or in action, we do them in the name of Jesus. Colossians 3 and 17. Whatsoever you do in word, whatsoever you do in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything you do. And that's the reason good apostolic people, I mean, we pray for our offerings in Jesus' name. We pray for the sick in Jesus' name. We do all this stuff in Jesus' name. But it puzzles me when some people, they want to call on the name of the Lord for the miracle, but yet when it comes to salvation, they're not willing to. And they, they, they want, they, and they'll even see I'm a friend of God because they want to be his friend. And they want to have some sort of relationship with him. They want to have a connection with him. But many stop short of baptizing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But when, but when whatever we do, everything that we do, the commandment is, we're to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The second reason that I want to talk about tonight about why we baptize in Jesus' name is Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says it this way. Neither is there salvation in any other name. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is through the name of Jesus. It only comes through the name. Of Jesus. It doesn't come through the name of some cult leader. It doesn't come through the, it doesn't come through it doesn't come through a lot of these different ways. But what it does, salvation comes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I don't want to be ugly, okay? But Harry Krishna can't do it for you. Allah can't do it for you. Buddha can't do it for you. It is the name of Jesus that brings salvation to people of faith who are baptized in the name of Jesus. That's the reason we are baptized in the name. For there is no, there's no salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The number one reason, though, that I want to talk about <clears throat> that we are baptized in the name of Jesus is this. And that is, the devil does not want you to use Jesus' name for anything. When you start using the name of Jesus, you give the devil a bad hair day. 
You just say Jesus immediately. You create for him the ultimate Malox moment. You mess up his day and his plans when you pronounce the name of Jesus. And that's the reason. In everything we do, we do it in the name of the Lord. And we're baptized in the name of Jesus. And we want our sins purged and washed in the name of Jesus. Because the devil don't want you using the name of Jesus. And he will introduce every other false doctrine. And he will introduce every other deception to keep us from doing anything but baptizing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll, 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 make, he'll make you... He'll, he'll want to streamline the faith to where it's not literally necessary that you be baptized. And it's not necessary you do it in the name of the Lord. I always make this little joke. But anymore in the hospitals, every time I visit somebody, when I come out, I'm so thankful that the, the, these hospitals nowadays, they have these sanitizers all over. Outside every door, there is a a sanitizer. And when they started putting all the sanitizers outside the hospital room doors and, and inside, used to you have to get like soap and wash your hands. But then they got this, this super duper stuff that you would, you would pump it a couple of times and fill your hand with something that looked like soap and you'd just kind of rub on a little bit and, and, and your hands would get wet and bravo. I mean, your hands are clean. Didn't have to wash them. Some of you probably have some sort of that stuff in your purse right now. Uh, you probably, if you go to get a bite to eat after, after church, you're probably going to sit there and after you order your burger, you're going to sit down, you're going to squirt that stuff on your hands, you're going to rub them together, and you're going to trust that stuff that your hands are clean. Is there a witness in the house? Amen. Well, it's even better than that now because now the hospitals are putting stuff out there that don't even get your hands wet. It's this foam stuff. I love this stuff. It comes, a little, comes in a little can. It looks like cheese whiz or... or or mousse for your hair, you know, one of them little, you just bend the little top of it and it squirts your hand full of foam out. And you can wipe your hands with that. It cleans them, your hands don't even get wet. I think it's great. I've, I've made the joke that what we need to do is buy a bunch of those cans and when somebody wants to be baptized, just spray them down, it'll disappear. It's a joke. Okay, but in all reality, in all reality, we've got to go into that water of baptism and there are no shortcuts. I laugh and joke about spraying them down with foam and get them all covered up with it. And by the time they all covered up, it's all disappeared and they're baptized. But there are no shortcuts. And there's a lot of easy believism that says there's a shortcut. And the devil like to say, well, you can have grace and you don't have to, and you can have mercy so you don't have to have baptism. And you don't have to have repentance. You don't have to be filled with the Spirit. All that comes automatic when you just accepted the grace. You just accepted the grace and you get the ghost. I mean, they got it so streamlined. But the Bible says we repent and we are baptized in the name of Jesus for our mission of sins and we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and we don't streamline. And the devil will put all sort of deceptions and shortcuts out there for us to believe this is good enough. But it's not. Let's read this Bible story real quick. Acts chapter 3. Peter and John went to the temple to pray. And when they, when they arrived there, they healed the man, the lame man at the gate, beautiful. And after they healed him, you know, silver and gold have I none, such as I have, give I thee. They go on into the temple to pray. Well, this guy's just got healed. And so the Bible says he's leaping and praising God. I mean, he's making, uh, um, he's not here tonight. I know that guy's not here tonight. Because ain't nobody leaping and praising God. So, so that guy's not here tonight, all right? 
But uh, they went in to pray the hour of prayer, and this guy messed up the prayer meeting. He just, he just shouting and making noise and disturbing what was going on on the inside and all, all this was going on. And when he's leaping and praising God, the disciples trying to pray, this gets the attention of the priest and the Pharisees. And they begin to have this question and answer session with the disciples. And so they, they start asking him, you know, how did you do this? And why did you do this? And whose power did you do all this in? Acts chapter 4, verse 8. So Peter at that moment was filled with the Holy Ghost, or the anointing came on him. And he said unto them, ye rulers of the people and the elders of Israel. If we this day be examined of this good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you made whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven get among my men, whereby we must be saved. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, perceived they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. The miracle was there with the name of Jesus, and they couldn't do nothing about it. The devil tried to intimidate these guys, and they're not talking. But the evidence was there, and they couldn't do anything about it. The devil wants to intimidate you from talking about your experience. He wants to tell you, well, all that baptism didn't do you no good. And, and you went to church, but look how you acted today. That didn't do you no good. And, and he'll bring all sorts of accusations and intimidations to keep you from, from using and applying the name of Jesus in your life. So in verse 15, we find where that these disciples at this point were commanded to not speak about Jesus anymore. Verse 15, when they commanded them to go outside out of the council and they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we can't deny what happened, but that it is spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. The enemy wants to threaten you and intimidate you from proclaiming the source of the power of your salvation. And so it's important that we be baptized in Jesus' name. And it's said real loud. And the saints of God begin to rejoice. And the organ player pumps up the organ. They sing the old song. I don't even, I don't even know what we sing anymore. With, but you know, I'm so glad I was buried in the name of the Lord. Or whatever song that is sung at that moment. Because it's a powerful moment. It's an exciting moment. Uh, no, you, the other churches don't get excited when folks just get baptized. But let an apostolic church uh, see somebody get baptized. In the name of Jesus proclaimed, it's shouting time and it's party time. Because the name of Jesus has been proclaimed. But J Satan does not want the name of Jesus used. Uh, James, James chapter 2 and verse 19 says it this way. Thou believest that there is one God. That's good. But the devil also believes and trembles. If you want to just have fun with the devil, just start talking about that name of Jesus. 
If you want to just see me, he'll let you have your religious experience. He'll let you have your church experience. He'll let you have your worship experience. But when you start getting close to that Jesus name experience, he kind of wants to shut you up and, and shut you down because he knows there's power in the name of Jesus. And that's one of the reasons we want the devil to know that we are buried with him in baptism and we carry his name. Hey man, if the devil starts giving you a hard time, you say, devil, I'm going to go teach a Bible study and they're going to get baptized in Jesus' name. going to be right in your face, devil. Right in your face, devil. So, back to the story here. They tell these guys to not say anything. But Peter, and they, don't, they don't know that they're supposed to obey. They just wandered right outside. And as soon as they got outside the courthouse, right on the steps of the courthouse, they started preaching again. And they started preaching and teaching the name of Jesus and baptism in the name of Jesus. Verse 25, Acts chapter 5. So they came and told these uh, Pharisees, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and they're teaching the people. They were put in jail. They got miraculously released. And now they're right back out there doing it again. And they're wondering where they are. And they're right in front of the jailhouse Amen. preaching. Then with the captain, with the officers, and brought them without violence. For they feared the people lest they should have them stoned. And when they brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. The word declares we should be baptized in Jesus' name. This is the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. And the Word declares that we should baptize in Jesus' name. And that disciple, well, as soon as he got out of jail, he was preaching on the steps, and he turned and told that council, and he was brought back to be considered to be arrested again. We ought to obey God rather than we ought to obey man. Baptism in Jesus' name is a God thing. It is a God thing. And the devil wants to silence your testimony. And he wants to put fear into people and say, we're afraid to be baptized. We don't quite understand the importance or necessity of it. But tonight I come again to simply remind you that the necessity of water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is not a scary thing, but it's a joyful thing. And it's a mandate from heaven. And it's so very important because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And there is great power in being baptized in the name of Jesus.